With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It's time now for Extra Point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome in, guys. Phil Jones with you on a rare Wednesday. Boy, this brings back some memories. It's been a long time since we have come to you on a Wednesday. Typically, we do the show, of course, on Monday and Tuesday or one of those two days. But it's been a while since we have... uh, uh, been joining you on a Wednesday, hump day, whatever you want to call it. Glad that we are doing the show today and glad that you guys are a part of the show. Guys, remember, like and share the page. Let's get the word out because I got to tell you, there's very few of us that talk high school football. We think we do it as good as anybody, if not better. And uh, and, and there's some folks that do a great job of promoting and talking high school football Nothing real braggadocious there, but uh, uh, again, uh, we think that uh, uh, what we do with engaging you guys, allowing you guys to be as much a part of the show as uh, as I am, and I mean, you guys really are the show. There are some days, guys, when I come to the, the seat here, and really the only thing that I have planned is to feed off of what you guys want to talk about, Okay. It doesn't necessarily bode very well for show prep, but again, I know that you guys a lot of times steer the show. By the way, didn't get to everybody's question yesterday. I apologize for that. It was just a busy time. Dr. Hines, in case you missed it, was uh, on with us yesterday. The, Of course, executive director of the GHSA, and uh, I love having him on because love him, hate him, uh, whatever, and I hope you don't hate him, uh, but you, got, you guys know what I'm talking about. He is the man. You know, when he speaks, people in the Georgia Assembly, the Board of Trustees, the folks at the GHSA, and, of course, uh, athletic directors, coaches all over the state, they listen to the man because he has done a great job of overseeing the GHSA, really brought it uh, up from where it was a few years ago before his time, which it had really gotten into a, a bad place. But under... Dr. Robin Hines, it has been uh, a well-oiled machine, doing well. Hey, there's going to be some things that you're not always happy with. I get it. Not saying he's perfect, not saying the GHSA is perfect, but I promise you from where the GHSA has been pre-Dr. Hines, it is 
running very well, and they do a good job of overseeing uh, the many hundreds, if not thousands, of student athletes that participate in sports across this great state of ours. How about that? There's Christian Honeycutt checking in. Coach, I'm so glad to see you checking in with us. How many of you remember Coach Honeycutt? You Lowndes fans should remember the former ball coach at Lowndes. Coach Honeycutt went to, what, Villa Rica, I believe, went to Grayson. And uh, Christian, uh, uh, Coach Honeycutt, correct me if I'm mistaken, but I think that was kind of the path that you took. Lowndes, Grayson, right? Villarica, uh, and then uh, and now actually uh, over at Gainesville, and um, so I think that's the path there. Anyway, Coach Honeycutt, great to see you. And again, I know you Lowndes fans. Uh, if you got a, a, a couple of good words you want to shout out to Coach Honeycutt, by all means, do so. Uh, my buddy Heath Carver from over at Bacon County is checking in. What's up, Heath? Uh, Red Raiders are in the house. Horns up. I love it. Terrell Cheevers, my man Terrell, says, Phil, what do you think of the Chiefs trading Tyreek Hill? Oh, my goodness. Uh, where are all of our hometown heroes going? Of course, you know, we got Kenny Moore from Lowndes. We got Tyreek Hill from Coffee. You've got Matt Ryan, not locally, but, of course, the Falcons, former quarterback. And let me tell you something, guys. Anybody that bashes Matt Ryan, and there have been a couple of folks on social media that have bashed Matt Ryan, glad to see him gone or whatever. Are you serious? That guy was the Falcons. That guy single-handedly almost won us a Super Bowl had it not been for such terrible coaching and clock management, he would have led the Falcons to our only Super Bowl win. But can't fault him for that, although some people, that's not going to stop them. Uh, but still, hate to see Matt Ryan. I, I, you know, hate to see him lead the Falcons, but I am going to become a, uh, an Indianapolis Colts fan. I promise you that. Um, all right, we're going to get back to some of the uh, the folks checking in. Christian Honeycutt says, yep, that is right. Hey, there's a, a Vikings fan, Luke Bush. I know that he's glad to see Coach Honeycutt, uh, Luke Bush, from Columbus. So, uh, Luke Bush, Vikings fan via Columbus, Georgia. Luke, always uh, enjoy seeing you checking out the show, my man. Get a smile on my face. Where's my buddy Clint Haynes at? Clint, where are you? If you're on here, Clint, let me know. Give us a shout-out, my friend. There's Jim Blair checking in from the Colquitt County Pacas from Moultrie, where they don't say they're ours. Um, let's see here. Let's see who else we got calling in or checking in here. Uh, Jeff Doggett. Jeff, where are you from, my man? Uh, you are not a normal visitor, but I hope that you will become one, sir. Uh, Jeff, let us know. Here's the deal, Jeff. Uh, I see your shout-out. Hello, folks. Jeff, here's the deal. Let us know where you're from, and who your team is. Those are the very simple and only ground rules I've got for the show. Let us know where you're from, where, uh, what, what team is yours. All right? That's all we ask. Not a whole lot. Uh, let's see. Here's Kenneth Hurst, as always, checking in. Kenneth, uh, Thomas County Central, is in the house. Where's the Cook High fans? And the reason I'm asking, going to take a look at the schedule for Cook today. We'll talk about that as we go forward. 
Um, see what uh, Coach Byron Slatt has got in store for him as, in his first year as the head coach there uh, of the Hornets. I, I got to tell you guys, and I know I'm sounding like a broken record, I am looking so forward to this season with all these changes that we've had, new coaches, uh, just a lot of excitement. You Bacon County fans got you a new coach. I know you're excited to kind of put last year behind you. Uh, Ashley Henderson up in the middle part of the state, up there in Jasper, uh, Jasper County, Monticello. Uh, he has got a uh, reclamation project. Look at him square in the face. Going to be interesting to see what Coach Henderson can do. Um, so there's a, just a lot of, you know, different faces. Of course, speaking of Thomas County Central, we got Coach Justin Rogers who's there at Thomas County Central. Uh, Sean Calhoun, great man, great coach, uh, of course, at Colquitt County. By the way, Coach, yes, we need that Colquitt County Paca helmet. So uh, we were just talking about that before we went on the air, by the way. Um, anyway, a lot of uh, changes. Of course, you got Mike Coe. Over at Coffee, I know you Coffee fans will always have a good uh, contingent of Coffee fans. So far, everybody seems to be big thumbs up on Mike Coe in Coffee. Of course, uh, let's wait till the season comes around. Let's see if you uh, guys still feel that way. I think Coach Coe is going to do a good job uh, over there in Douglas. Uh, another interesting storyline, Noel Dean. Second year at TIFF. By the way, what made me think about that, TIFF Coffee going to open things up to start the season. I think that's going to be a dandy of a football game. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see, Luke Bush, I mentioned uh, Luke. Uh, uh, Christian Honeycutt says, God Country Lounge. Uh, Coach Honeycutt, i got to be honest with you now. I, I had never heard that. I know you mentioned that. And Luke Bush, maybe you can step in here and help me help us out with that with Coach Honeycutt. Is that kind of the lounge mantra? Is that because I've never heard that? I love it, by the way. And and listen, it is in the right order. Let us not have any disillusions about who should be first on all of our list. That is the man himself, the creator of everything we see and everything that is around us. Our Heavenly Father, God, the country, absolutely, of the United States of America, and then, yes, the Lowndes High Vikings. I like that, though. God, country, and Lowndes. Mickey Brady checking in. Our Pearson, Georgia, and Coffee Trojans. Tyreek Hill is the highest-paid wide receiver in NFL history. Uh, seen Tyreek grow up before my eyes. Mickey, but are you seeing any of that cashola from Tyreek is my question. I would love, by the way, at some point, hopefully, to get Tyreek uh, on the show. Maybe uh, some of you coffee fans uh, can help me achieve that. We'd love it. All right, there's Jeff Doggett letting us know that he's Charlton County Indians fan. I love it. What's happening over there, uh, by the way, in the swamp, Jeff? What are you guys uh, looking at this year uh, as far as your football team? Uh, Glenn Hughes, uh, and there's another Charlton. Look at there. We got back-to-back -back Charlton County fans checking in. Man, I love it. does my heart so well when I see uh, two, a pair of fans from the same school checking in. Got to love it. Uh, Jim Blair says, love the talk with Worth County head coach. Yeah, Jeffrey Hammond, in case you guys missed that. By the way, guys, all of our shows are archived. 
So you can go back and watch any of our shows, okay? Not a problem. If you miss a show, no problem. Just go in and, and listen. You can just Google Extra Point with Phil Jones, uh, or you can go to wherever your favorite podcast launch site is, whether it's um, Spotify. Uh, I prefer Apple Podcasts. That's where I go to get my podcast. I'm a podcast freak, by the way. But you can go there and just type in, you know, in the search, uh, Extra Point. And usually before you get through It'll bring up Extra Point. It'll default to Extra Point with Phil Jones. And then you can look at, and of course, as Mr. Producer always puts on the window, who my guests are that day. So it's real easy to find, real easy to locate, and that would be Jeffrey Hammond, the head coach of Worth County. That's another program, um, GM, and I'm glad you mentioned that. That's another program, and pardon me if I forget some of these. You guys remind me if I'm leaving out somebody, but another great program to see what they're going to do this year. Uh, a lot of great tradition in history over in Sylvester with Worth County. Listen, I thought that Philip Ironside, great coach, just couldn't get it done for whatever reason. You know, sometimes just because a coach does not have success, it doesn't mean they're doing a bad job. Some coaches are better fit for other places, okay? That's just the way it works. So, that being said, uh, let's see what Jeffrey Hammond, the former Rush protege, of course, his assistant coach over at Colquitt County um, did a great job over there with Rush, and uh, I think he's going to do a great job there at Worth. It's going to be fun watching Worth County football this year. Uh, so Terrell Cheever says Valdosta. Yeah, and, and Terrell, I saw this the other day, and I didn't get a chance to get to it, <clears throat> talking about some of these coaches moving around. So Valdosta has Colquitt County former defensive coordinator Tracy Buchanan on staff now is he Terrell is he the new defensive coordinator at Valdosta inquiring minds want to know uh Mickey Brady says yeah we're excited about Mike Coe at coffee I would uh suspect so see Heath Carver says when is most schools having spring practice uh you guys answer that for me let me know let's chime in when does spring practice begins for most uh, for most schools guys uh Daryl Britt says uh, that's a great hire, talking about Valdosta for hiring former Colquitt County defensive uh, coordinator Tracy Buchanan. Uh, Coach Honeycutt, talking about the mantra that is uh, God Country Lounge. Coach Honeycutt says, I heard it a bunch when I was there. Loved working for Randy McPherson. Man, let me tell you, Coach Mack, not a man of many words. Interesting story, guys. When I started in the media business here in Valdosta. It was a radio show, and, of course, I did there on the radio exactly what I do now, which is talk high school football. I talked coach, talked with a lot of coaches, and, of course, me being brand new to Valdosta, that was when Randy Mack was in the seat, um, and he was not very trusting of the media types, guys that did radio. And for those of you that have been around a while, you probably know why. Okay, there were some folks out there that, that little, went a little bit overboard with Coach Randy Mack, tried to talk to him and about him as if it was an NFL team and, uh, and he was an NFL coach. Anyway, just a bad experience. He got a bad taste in his mouth, really didn't want to do much radio, local radio. So here I come in and I tell him, of course, hey, Coach uh, McPherson, I'm Phil Jones. I'm uh, doing a, uh, a new show here in Valdosta. Um, and, and to be honest with you at the time, and, of course, I was working for our mayor now, Scott James, but that was over at the radio station. And we were talking about uh, how there was not a sports talk show 
on the air, and there wasn't. And um, so I talked him into us doing a three-hour show every day. We, were, we, uh, we went back and forth from morning drive to afternoon drive. Um, and um, anyway, Coach McPherson was one of my first guests. And by the way, my very first guest was Bart Schumann, the Valdosta baseball coach. He was my very first guest. Now, but I called Randy McPherson up, and I said, uh, and he didn't know me from Adam's house. I said, Coach, Phil Jones here. Um, I talk uh, talk sports, high school sports. I'd love to have you come on my show. Make a long story short, it took me about a month of calling him, talking to him, and convincing him that I was not going to burn him on the air. And it's just like I do now. I'm not in the business of beating coaches down. That is not me. Never will be. These are high school coaches who coach high school kids. They're coaches out there busting their rear ends. And not all of them are making these six-figure salaries. There's a few of them, yes. But I promise you, they earn it. If you want to break down the number of uh, hours they're putting in versus the pay they get, okay, and that's head coaches, assistant coaches. They work their butts off. So not all of them, again, making the big, big salaries like we hear about. So you've got these coaches that are, are doing their best. Why am I going to run these coaches down again when they're out there trying to make these 16, 17-year-olds better at what they do, also make them better human beings? So I've never been in the business of, of you know, speaking down to coaches, uh, of being too critical. Now, sometimes yeah, I'm like anybody else. If there's a game that I was unhappy about, I thought a team could have done something better, I will lightly suggest that. But I'm never going to go overboard and just beat down a coach. It's not my style. Never has been. Never will be. But as it relates to Coach Randy Mack, I convinced him that that was not who I was. And anyway, took a while, but I got uh, in his good graces, and uh, he uh, turned out to be a great guest. Not a man of many words was Coach Randy Mack. But I tell you what, Lowndes fans loved it because he'd come on, talk football, take about three or four minutes, and we were done. But that was Randy McPherson, um, and he will go down as one of the top coaches that this state, and including Lowndes High, has ever seen. And uh, a lot of people took coach for granted, but not me. All right, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Princess Nolan is checking in with us. Prentice, uh, what is up with you, my man? Uh, Phil, can you give me a call so I can give you the Hughes helmet, sir? Prentice, let me make a note of that right now, okay? And we will get that uh, Langston Hughes helmet as part of the wall of helmets that you see behind me, which, by the way, somehow we have missed the Caldwell County helmet. Just talked about that a while ago. And I talked to Coach Calhoun. We are going to remedy that problem. If there is a helmet that you do not see behind me, that you would like to see behind me, guys, let's get together because we want to have your team represented on our wall of helmets fame behind me, okay? Chris Pace is checking in. Chris, what's going on, brother? Chris, for you guys that don't know, administrator of the uh, one of the greatest sites we've ever had as high school sports fan on Facebook. Chris, the administrator for the South and Middle Georgia high school football page. Chris, I just want to say, I know, and I speak on behalf of a lot of people. Chris, you do a great 
great job of maintaining that site, making sure it stays clean. And uh, and I've said this before, if you guys get on there and you get out of line, Chris is going to say you're out of here. Okay. And so, Chris, you do a good job, my man. But Chris wants to know, um, Phil, can you put the coffee tiff game on the live stream, ITG? I promise you, Chris, and you know, we did three coffee games last year. We had a lot of great feedback. We had great viewership. I am going to check into that with the powers that be here at ITG Next and with the folks at the two schools and see if we can work that out, man. And, uh, Chris, any support? Uh, and any good word that you can give us with the new folks over there at Coffee would be appreciated. We uh, we really appreciate that. But, Chris, I promise that would be a great game. Chris, what do you think about Coach Coe, about Coffee? What is Coe having as far as coming back, returning personnel, Chris? Uh, offensive, defensive starters. Let me know about that, Chris, if you don't mind. Curious uh, to know about that. All right, let's see here. Uh, Mickey Brady. No cash here. I guess you were talking about the uh, the, the the money. Oh, okay. Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Helping you out with the funds there. What is that? By the way, what is that contract for Tyreek Hill? Uh, I missed the numbers. Um, and is it true that Tyreek Hill was actually an Atkinson County Rebel first before he became a coffee high Trojan? I think that's right, isn't it? Oh, can you imagine the Atkinson County folks, man? Because uh, I think he lived in Pearson, did he not? All right, uh, Daryl Britt says the Cats' defense going to be lights out this year. Here's another uh, coaching situation that's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on. Now, I know that Coach came in, uh, took over last year. Of course, I'm talking about uh, Coach Felton. Took over, and going to be interesting to see if, though, this team now, it's his he owns it. He's had a chance now to, to really make it his own. Um, so, going to be interesting to see what becomes of Valdosta. Uh, if they can get those fans back in the stands. Uh, look, I think winning takes care of a lot of problems. And it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what Coach Felton is able to do this year at Valdosta. All right. Heath Carver says, we're still working on a helmet uh, for you guys from Bacon. Let's get me that helmet. I promise you. We'd love to see the Bacon County helmet on the wall of helmet fame behind us. My buddy Stephen Tate is checking in with us. Stephen, what's up, my friend? Stephen, I will always be indebted to Mr. Tate for keeping us dry and, and keeping us able to broadcast that Appling County, Pierce County game last year. It was a great game basically for the 1AAA region championship, but we could not have broadcast that game if it was not for Stephen Tate. And, Stephen, you may be saying, Phil, enough. You talk about it all the time. Well, you deserve it, buddy. Uh, hey, people that take care of me, I remember my friends, okay? I promise you that. Uh, Josh Stevens checking in with us. Josh says, is Lee versus Warner Robins going to be live? Um, Josh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'll have to check on that. I check with the powers that be on that one. Really, our uh, lineup of games this year still undecided. We really haven't uh, gotten there yet, but this is what we love to see. You guys recommending these games to us, man. We had some good ones last year, didn't we? We did the Ware County Coffee game, did uh, the Camden uh, Marietta game, our season opener had a great turnout. 
It was uh, Colquitt County, Marietta, up at Northcutt Stadium. I went up there twice last year, did a couple of games up there. Boy, people loved it. We also did the Thomasville Cairo game. You guys know I think that was our single largest turnout of viewership last year of all the games we did was the Cairo Thomasville game. Blew me away. What a great game that was. How many of you guys remember that? Cairo gets out to the 20 to nothing lead at halftime, only to see Thomasville storm back in the second half with a great comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Well, yes, we will, because that's what it was. Great comeback, and Thomasville wins it. Uh, I think it was um, 26-19, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, uh, a lot of great games last year. And, guys, this is the way things come up. You guys recommend games to us, suggest games to us, and we'll certainly take a look at it. By the way, we had a couple of really good Florida games last year, Cardinal Gibbons and American Heritage. Had a couple of Cardinal Gibbons games on, of course. And, listen, it was a good choice. Cardinal Gibbons, the 4A state champion last year so uh, hooked onto that wagon and uh, man glad we did it made some really good friends and relationships including the head coach of the Chiefs of Cardinal Gibbons Matt DeBuck who by the way may join us today for a few minutes and give his take on the state championship situation in Florida because we've had a lot of talk about it here in Georgia how we should handle it where should it be Coach DeBuck says, Phil, I've got the perfect solution for you guys, and I'll call in and tell you about it. So we look forward to hearing from him uh, coming up in the second half of the show. Uh, let's see here. Lee Hall Weakland is checking in. Where have you been, guys? Phil, that calling of the Colquitt Marietta game was great. Thank you for that, brother. Appreciate that a lot. It means a lot. Guys, when, when you guys give us these, these compliments and stuff, that does not go in one ear and out the other. I am so appreciative because you never know if you're doing enough. You never know if you're doing a good job. Uh, and you love to get the reinforcement from you guys that it is. And so I appreciate you saying that. We had a blast up there doing that game. That was the, the season opener last year. And I guess uh, you guys, uh, Lee Hall Weekland, remember that one. Marietta gets out to the big lead, Colquitt County. You had Colquitt County fans, I remember it. They were upset, uh, ready to run Coach Rogers out of town. And then, lo and behold, here come the Packers. And, by the way, I want to thank uh, Doa Dominey and Mr. Jim Tunna for having me on at halftime of that game. And uh, enjoyed sitting in with the Cruising 94 radio crew who are the Packers. Play-by-play group. Love that. Uh, Jeff Doggett says, hey, you guys live stream Pierce at Charlton County this season. It will be a packed house in the swamp at Champ Bailey Field. Jeff, that would be a great game. And I am going to take that into consideration back in my chambers. Uh, Josh Stevens says, it sucks that Warner Robins, whoop, it stinks that <laughs> Warner Robins won't go south anymore. Um, yeah, Josh, that's a good point. Um, I really hadn't thought about that. Now, that may change, Josh. Hey, let me tell you why. One of the things I want to talk about, with Dr. Hines on yesterday, of course, you've got this new classification set up. It's coming. 
I mean, he pretty much all but admitted it yesterday. You know, he's behind it. They just had a vote with the Board of Trustees, 13 to nothing. They could have gone ahead and made it a part of the bylaws. They don't have to have another vote on it. But Dr. Hines said it's too big of an agenda, too big of an item not to get a second vote on. So that's what they're going to do. April the 11th, they'll take another vote on it. Again, it passed with the Board of Trustees 13 to nothing. So they have spoken, okay, and I got a feeling, a strong feeling, that that thing is going to pass. So that means effective with the next reclassification cycle, which will be the 2024-25 season. So two years, we'll go back to six classifications. And Josh, or, uh, yeah, Josh, I've kind of gone the long way to say this. What is the new biggest regions going to look like? Remember, 17A will become 15A. And with two classifications going by, bye bye. So you're talking about probably looking at a good bit of the 17A and 16A teams coming together. Right now, You've got 104 teams total in 7A and 6A. Okay? So let's imagine, if you will, having to put, say, 17A and 16A together in some form. I'm not saying that the teams that are a part of it now, of course, remember, it's already going to have a new look heading into this season with Richmond Hill coming over, Valdosta's coming in. Tiff County goes out. But what's the new largest classification in the state, which will be 15A? What's that going to look like? So I say all that to kind of answer your question, Jeff, or your thought about Warner Robins not going south anymore. You could have a new looking region, probably talking about nine teams. With the new look, and we're about to go to break, Mr. Mrs. Producer. With the new look classification, you're you're looking at an average of about nine teams per region. Now, some it'll be ten, some it'll be eight, but you'll have an average of nine teams in every region. So that goes from where we are now with what four teams, five teams, six teams. So. Think about this as we go to break, and we'll come back on the other side, and it won't be a long break. What do you think that new, and we'll just start with the largest region, but this will apply for everybody. What would the new 15A look like? Again, that'll be the big, that'll be the, the biggest classification now. And I say 15A. Of course, I know that you've got regions, several more regions within 7A, which will be 5A. But we'll just start with one, and we can, we can go up from there. What would the new 15A look like? You're probably looking at Valdosta, Tip, Warner Robins possibly, Northside. I don't know. Is Warner Robins going to be big enough to make it? Anyway, let's think about that as we go to break. Don't go anywhere, guys. You're going to miss a great second half of the show if you do. So stay with us. We're about a two-minute break, and we'll be right back. 
Guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. A quick break to tell you about our friends at Pepsi Cola of Aldosta, our sponsor of the show. Guys, you see me every day before I really get into the bulk of the show. What do I do? Pop open an ice cold Pepsi. Again, big shout out to our friends at Pepsi Cola of Valdosta, one of our great sponsors here of Extra Point with Phil Jones. At Adel Dental Associates, we've been building smiles for 25 years. For the fearful and the fearless. Supporting our community and the Cook High Hornets. Go Hornets. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you. It is Extra Point with Phil Jones, a rare wide-open Wednesday. So glad to uh, to be saying that. And, uh, again, normally Monday and Tuesday. But, uh, hey, we're uh, uh, getting some new folks in here. And, uh, in fact, we have a, a, a new producer uh, going to be taking – I say new. She'll be helping out along with Brandon. Could be taking over. Uh, but we just uh, got so much work to do. Brandon needs some help, and uh, we'll introduce you to her as we go forward. How about that? <laughs> yeah, 
Anyway, uh, glad you guys are on board today. Uh, when we took a break, I was asking you guys, what will the new larger classification? And, guys, I'm just using that as an example. You guys can talk about and suggest any region you want to, okay? Um, and, of course, the ones are your your South Georgia, Southern Georgia, um, you know, regions with the ones. And, of course, we can talk about the twos, the threes, whatever you guys want to talk about. So, uh, I'm just merely acting as a guide, but hey, you guys make a suggestion. Let me see what you guys think. Kyle and Susan Richter have come up with a really good look here. I'm proposing what does the new, and remember, 17A becomes 15A, okay? That's the new look. Remember, Class A is split, right? So you go from eight to six classifications. So, uh, again, five, four, three, two, one, and then one split. Okay. So you go from, uh, eight to six classification. So what will the new largest classification one five, a or five, a, I keep saying one five, five, a look like what will one five, a look like Colin Susan Richter says Colquitt County, Lowndes, Valdosta, Tift, Lee, Thomas County, Central, Northside, Warner Robins, Houston County, and veterans. There you go. Now, how about that for a super region? By the way, what what's the saying about uh, the the old the old is new again? Uh, things you know come in cycles. Whatever you want to say. But when was it? About a decade ago, when that was the one six A. I think it was then, or was it one five A? But this is what it used to look like. For you guys that maybe came into the, you know, the, the high school football scene late, or if you just don't remember, or maybe you moved here to the state, didn't keep up with it before, this is kind of what it looked like years ago. And I say years ago, what, over 10 years ago or so. Uh, Kyle and Susan Richter, you have hit it right on the money. Uh, and I don't really see much discrepancy with that. You guys take a look in the comment section, what he's uh, suggested, or they suggested. So, Colquitt, Lowndes. Valdosta, Tift, Lee, Thomas County Central, Northside Warner Robins, Houston County, and Veterans. Again, most of these regions now, you'll go from four to five teams to an average of nine teams, nine teams per region, okay? So think about that, and what would that look like? That's a pretty good lineup right there, again, combining uh, these classifications. I asked Dr. Hines about it yesterday. He didn't want to go there. He did say they had toyed with it in the office and had come up with some uh, some different scenarios, but he just did not want to you know put it out there publicly. But he did admit that within the offices up there, GHSA, they had talked about it, kicked around some ideas of what it may look like. I just think it's fascinating to go ahead and be thinking about and and maybe projecting what the new regions are going to look like. Okay, Glenn Jackson. Says Colquitt, Lowndes, Valdosta, Tiff, Lee, Thomas County Central, Northside. Very similar to what uh, Colin Susan Richter had. Josh Stevens. Josh, you were asking about Warner, or were you saying Warner Robins? Kind of a shame that we can't go south anymore and, and have some of these games like Warner Robins. Um, of course, Warner Robins does play Valdosta. That's a good one. But Warner Robins, Tiff, Warner Robins, um, I don't know, Lowndes. But Josh says, Warner Robins, woo, this is a good one. Warner Robins, Ware, and Coffee 
should be in the same region no matter what. And I guess Wayne, Greenbrier, Perry, Crisp, and I don't know who else. Now, is Greenbrier, is that not Augusta? I have no idea. I'm just, just asking. I should know that, but I don't. Brooks Carter checking in. What's up, Brooks? Coach says, Phil, did he say how Class A would be split? Um, he did not. We did. I don't think he talked about that. If um, For you guys that missed it, though, I think um, someone had asked about, and it was Heath from over in Bacon, Ask about the multiplier and if that was going to stay the same. And I thought it was real important, Coach uh, Dr. Hines, which he used to be a coach, Dr. Hines said, no changes. So even though we will be taking away a couple of classifications, okay, the multiplier is going to remain intact. Well, that has certainly been uh, a, a divisive thing, has it not? Of course, uh, again, all of your out-of-district students count one times three. I tell you what's going to be interesting to, to follow this year is Buford, okay? Buford going to 7A. They are going to be, and I think it's Valdosta, Brooks, uh, or Buford, Valdosta, and there's another school I can't remember, those are going to be, whoever the, the one remaining school is, will be the three smallest schools in 7A. Now, we just got through talking to the folks at Buford. That's going to be one of our upcoming documentaries. Guys, we're doing these documentaries now, really coming out with some good ones. The LT Overton mini doc is up for you guys to take a look at. It should, we should have the link up here in the comment section. You guys can click on that and take a look at our most recent video, our mini documentary we just did, LT Overton. Okay, Of course, he reclassified uh, and moved up his graduation one year. A lot of the uh, talk in the state about him. So we went up and talked with him, his mom, and the athletic director at Milton High School. You guys check it out. You're going to like it. But Buford is going to be another one that we're coming out with. And they, to a man, and I say they, the athletic director up there, Tony Wolf, great guy. You had Dexter Wood, the longtime high school football coach there at Buford. Um, you know, listen, they're a little bit concerned, as powerful as they are. They're going to 7A, and suddenly they're going to be one of the smallest, if not, I think they're the second smallest school in 7A. And, you know, look, to say they're worried, I don't think Buford's ever going to really worry about much. Uh, but they're admitting that, hey, this could be a little bit of a tough ride. Okay. So, anyway, that's going to be one worth watching there for sure. All right, um, let's see here. Before we go any further, I want to acknowledge our show sponsors, that, of course, being Adel Dental Associates. My buddy, Dr. Mike McCartney, one of our great show sponsors. Guys, it doesn't matter where you are. Dr. Mike sees patients from all around the state, and uh, it's easy to get to. Down Highway 75, I-75 and Highway 41 right there in Adel. Dr. Mike will be glad to see you, talk football with you, also, our friends at Pepsi Cola, great sponsor 
of the show. want to thank all my friends at Pepsi Cola. And without further ado, let me wet my whistle with a swig of ice-cold Pepsi Cola. Pardon me, guys. You can have a Pepsi with me if you would. Now, that is good stuff. Love Pepsi. And big thanks to our friends at Pepsi and, again, Dr. Mike McCartney, Adel Dental Associates, the sponsors of our show. All right. Um, so there's the link. You guys can check it out there on the uh, comment section. L.T. Uh, Overton. Lebius L.T. Overton. Pretty interesting story, by the way. Why the mom, Miss Eunice, Eunice Thomas, why she named him uh, Lebius. There's a meaning behind that, and she talks about that, I believe, in the mini doc. Okay. So here's Colin, Susan, and Richter. Man, you have got your thinking cap on today, my friend. So what a coastal region would look like, and I like this a lot. And look, Dr. Hines admitted yesterday, travel is the number one problem right now, okay? I mean, you're talking about Richmond Hill. For the next couple of years, Richmond Hill is going to be a, a member of 17A. Their closest opponent, Richmond Hill, is going to be Camden County, which is, I think, 85 miles away. So you're talking about, listen, the football, they can get by. It's a Friday night. What about the other sports? They play on a school night. You know, what about the basketball teams, the baseball teams? Let's just say Richmond Hill traveling to, I don't know, Valdosta. That's a pretty good haul. On a Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whatever. So Richmond Hill is one of those teams that, and they did appeal, but they lost, so they are going to have to stick it out for the next couple of years being a member of 17A, the new 17A. But anyway... And this would make sense for them more than anybody at the new coastal region that you're talking about. Um, Josh, I see you're just guessing, to be honest. That's a pretty good guess, though, brother. So, Mickey, I'm going to get to your comment in a second. But Colin Susan Richter says, and for those of you that are checking into the show late, we're talking about what the new regions would look like with two regions being eliminated. So you're going to go from eight, I say regions, I'm sorry, guys, classifications, my bad. There's going to be two classifications that are eliminated. So what are the new classifications going to look like? Specifically, what are the new regions going to look like? What will, because 7A will be 5A. So what will 1-5A look like under its new format, which, again, will take place in two years, pending the April 11th vote, and it's going to go through. Uh, Dr. Hines pretty much all but, but guaranteed that yesterday here on the show. So what would the new 15A look like? We've got some pretty good guesses here, including and going back to what the uh, largest classifications one region looked like then, Warner Robins, maybe Veterans, Houston County, Valdosta, Colquitt, Lowndes, Lee, Thomas County Central, along with the three other aforementioned Warner Robins teams. That would be Warner Robins, or north side of Warner Robins, I'm sorry, Houston County and Veterans. So one more time, would the new 15A look like Colquitt County, 
Lounge. And again, for those of you just joining the show, the regions are going to have an average of nine teams now instead of four or five. Good thing, bad thing. For those of you that are fans of the four team regions, woohoo! Everybody makes the playoffs. So it doesn't matter if you go winless. You, you know, you may get the four seed and go get beat 50 to nothing on the road, but guess what? You're making the playoffs. <clears throat> and by the way, I didn't say this yesterday, but let's face it. The whole reason that this thing got, I'm not going to say out of control, but the whole reason that it went and added, you know, 6A, 7A, if something hadn't been done, you'd have seen the addition of another classification, which could not have happened then you're really starting to dilute it. But the whole reason for that was ensuring more playoffs, more playoff teams. You know why? Because playoffs mean money, a lot of money. You guys know that Rush Probst brought in over a million dollars for Colquitt County during his time there, and that's in playoff revenue. No lie. Uh, now, I'm not saying that every team's going to be able to do that, but still, that's what the going making the playoffs uh, mean to a program. So, uh, the thing is, if you go suddenly now to this new look and nine teams per region on average, you got four teams that are going to be real happy, five teams that are not. So, it will make it very super ultra competitive. Mac Foster checking in. Uh, what's up, brother? Uh, all right, let's see here. James Curtis, Class A will keep two divisions. Yes, it will. You'll have um, Josh Stevens says Benedictine, not Greenbrier. Okay, I was just reading what you said there, buddy. Uh, must have misspoke. Um, let's see here. Michael Jarvis says, Phil, if we don't play some of the northern schools, we won't get all the rest of the best challenges. They have great programs up in the Atlanta areas. True, very true. And that, you make a good point there, Mike. Uh, Jose Badia checking in. Jose says, hey, Mr. Phil, I don't know if you've heard, but there is some breaking news that was confirmed today. What is that, Jose? Mac Foster, what region would TIFF be in? Uh, they would still be in. They're going to be always pretty much be in one 5A. Okay? They're a big school. Um, so, Mac, they're going to stay right where they are, and that is in the largest region. You know, the next show, which will be Monday, I think, um, I'm going to bring out the updated enrollment number so we can take a look at where these schools are in terms of are they in the upper tier of their respective classifications or are they in the lower tier? Okay. Um, let's see here. Jose Badia. Alcovey head football coach Jason Dukes has departed. So there's another open vacancy. He is now on the Thomas County Central staff. Chris Floyd checking in. What's up, Phil? What's up, Chris? So, Chris, we're talking about what these new regions are going to look like. We want to hear what you've got to say. Chris, I've been pretty much talking about like what the new 1-5A would look like. Remember, that's going to be become the largest classification uh, or the largest region within the largest classification. 5A will be the biggest. So I've been talking about 1-5A. What would Appling in Pierce County, what will they become a part of? What will that region look like? 
Chris Floyd. Let me know, buddy. Chris says, I missed yesterday's interview with Dr. Hines. It's pretty much what we were talking about yesterday. I posed this question to him. He said, really didn't know what the regions would look like yet, but uh, he had some thoughts on it. Let me, by the way, touch on a couple of things uh, here in the last 10 minutes of the show or so about some of the things we talked about yesterday because I want to get y'all's thoughts. All right. State championship. I asked Dr. Hines about it yesterday. They're pretty much happy with Georgia State. Now, for those of us that have no budget. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, and we have an open checkbook. No budget to work with. We can say and wish for whatever we want. But Georgia or the GHSA, guys, they've got a budget to work with in. We know that they can't go back to the dome, not at least now. Because I guess the Dome Authority, or if that's the Blank Foundation, Arthur Blank and the Falcons, were looking to charge the GHSA $600,000 in rent. No way. No way could they swing that. So the next available option for the GHSA was Georgia State. Now, some of you may say, well, why do we want to keep it in Atlanta? Look, weather has been a factor. I get that. COVID has been a factor. I get that. But for those of you that make the the comments about, well, we're at a disadvantage in South Georgia because we have to travel. Listen, sure, we would love to be, you know, driving 15 miles instead of 180 or 200. But it has always been the case where South Georgia teams and if, if it's a state championship game, guys, they only come around once a year, if that often. For some, they're much less frequent than that. So if you're talking about going to support your team in a state championship game, as long as it's not on a Thursday morning, which that is a problem, I admit. But if it's not on a Thursday morning or a Wednesday morning or some other ridiculous time, you're going to be able to make that trip, and you're going to go support your team. And if it means driving 200 miles, so be it. But these kids deserve to be on a big stage. It deserves they got to be on neutral site. Dr. Hines agreed with me on that yesterday. And we may be the only two guys that are in agreement on that. But you do not, do not repeat, do not want to get into perceived home field advantage with the state championship on the line, guys. It cannot happen. Take that out of the equation. Put this thing in a neutral site. Put it on the big stage. That's that's what these kids have. That's what they deserve. And some of you may say, well, Georgia State's not the big state. Well, look, it's the best thing we got right now with seating and capacity. But you've got to put it on the big stage. 
I would love, and most people would love, to see it be played in the Dome, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. These kids deserve that. They have earned the right to play where the big boys play. In eight, in front of you know eighty thousand seats, I know not everybody's going to go to you know seats aren't going to be filled for a, a high school state championship. But you get my point. Imagine those kids going out there and seeing that big arena, and thinking, yes, whether I win or lose this game tonight, we have made it. I'm always going to have this memory to tell my children, my grandchildren. That's number one. Number two, take away the home field advantage. Right or not, it's always going to be perceived. If you lose and there's a bad call and it goes the home team's way, that's a tough pill to swallow. What do you guys think about that? Chris Floyd, I agree with putting those on the big stage. Should be in closed building and on weekend for all the community to attend. Amen, Chris Floyd. You get my gold star of the day. If in a perfect world we can make that happen, that is that, that checks all the boxes there, Chris. Jose Badilla says, I know there's a lot to talk about, but I taught, uh, thought I'd just throw the Alcove news out there because it's official. I got you, brother. I'm not trying to ignore you, but just want to get some of the state championship talk in, Jose. Always appreciate you and the news you bring. Brooks Carter, why not rotate the state championships at Georgia Southern, Mercer, Kennesaw, Georgia Tech, and UGA? That's what Matt DeBuck was going to mention today. Now, I guess he wasn't able to call in. But Matt DeBuck, my buddy, coaches down at Cardinal Gibbons in Fort Lauderdale. They've won the state championship down there in 4A, three of the last four years. He was going to call in and suggest what they do in Florida, which is that very thing. They rotate the state championship. Okay. And I don't know if they do it like every two years, but they go Tallahassee one year. Orlando one year, Jacksonville one year. I think that's pretty cool, okay? Uh, so, uh, I'm with you there. Wilbur Pelfrey says, how's that fair for a South Georgia school to travel four or five hours and the Atlanta schools are just a few miles, move it to Macon then? Okay, that's cool. I'm, I'm fair. I'm, I'm okay with moving it to Macon if Mercer University is willing to play ball, okay? We assume that we can just snap our fingers and make it happen, Okay. I'm sure Dr. Hines and, and the crew have looked at that. Okay, there's, as, as Dr. Hines said yesterday, there's a lot of stuff behind the, the scenes that goes on, a lot of business. But, Wilbur, let me answer your question this way. Again, South Georgia teams, and, and, and one of these days, I'm going to break this down to look at it. And I don't know if there's a way to segregate the total attendance, total ticket sales of the state championship games in the past between those, between the, te- the the fans of the teams that bought them. In other words, if Colquitt County was playing, you know, Parkview, for example, are we able to tell how many tickets Parkview sold and how many Colquitt County sold? If we can, and if I can find that data, I'm going to guarantee you guys that the South Georgia schools will have as much if, and probably more fans at the game than the North Georgia teams, okay? Yeah, if there is a, a, a suitable stadium in middle Georgia or south Georgia, by all means, let's do it. But there's not. 
So you got to work within the parameters that you have. And that's the restrictions that we have, which is just not a big enough stadium. Dr. Hines talked about yesterday, for those of you that are interested in and support playing the state championship game at one of the two participating team stadium. He talked about the last time they had to do that. When, of all things, ironically, weather forced the games out of the dome. You guys remember that? They had to play the games at the team's stadium. Coffee, Lee County played in Leesburg. Coffee is trying a chip shot field goal to win it. They miss it. And Lee County, as we all know, wins state championship. But Dr. Hines talked about yesterday how much they lost in potential ticket sales and revenue. You just do not have the fans or the stadiums if you do it at one of the two participating teams' stadium. You don't have enough seats, guys, to hold everybody that wants to go. So that is that's the biggest problem with having it at one of the two teams' stadium. Okay, just again, I'm not big. I'm not big. I'm not anything. I don't support it one iota of having the state championship games at one of the two team stadium. Not going to happen. And I'm so glad to hear Dr. Hines was in agreement with me on that. That means we won't see a change for that for at least while he's in, in uh, office. Now, rotating it, yeah, if we can make that happen, that would be great. Okay. So, uh, as we get ready to close out here, got a couple of minutes left. Josh Stevens says the rotation thing is 100% fair. Love it. Uh, Diddy, Diddy White, go fan ticket sales has that data. I want to look that up. Jeff Dasher, if they go to six classifications, they can do away with Thursday championship games and just do a Friday and Saturday night. Absolutely. Look, um, that's the thing that killed. And a lot of people, somebody pointed out to me, well, you, you don't need to keep going to Atlanta because ticket sales have declined. Okay, let's be fair here as we get ready to close out. You've had the COVID thing, and whether you personally feels like it, feel like it's still around, it has been an issue with attendance statewide, not just with the state title games, number one. Number two, because the GHSA has been pretty much been forced to move it from the Dome to Georgia State Stadium, you've got horrible weather, and there's nothing we can do about that. Okay. Number three, they added the third day, which means Brooks County had to go play a state title game on a Thursday morning at like 10 o'clock. Now, I, I grant you, you, uh, you guys the fact that nobody, hardly nobody can get up on a Thursday morning and drive to Atlanta and watch a game on a Thursday morning at 10 o'clock in the morning. And with Brooks County, I mean, it's just you know, by volume, it's a smaller community. So even if you had everybody in equipment shutting down and going to the game, you, you still aren't going to have the, 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 the total number, same number of people that you would for some of the 7A schools. Not a knock on Brooks at all because they're one of the best fan bases in the state. Point being, and I, and I like what you were saying, uh, who was that said that, Chris? Uh, 
you've got to make these games where they're you can travel. If you do have to travel from South Georgia, you got to make them. You know, Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, or evening. So I think that's the way that uh, you get around that. Where did the time go? We've had a great discussion this afternoon. Okay. On this special wide open Wednesday, we'll take about three more minutes here and get some of these comments in. Uh, Jim Blair says North Gwinnett for a potential site. Yeah, I think you're going to find that, you know, North Georgia, um, you've got, what is it, Adam Stadium up there. Uh, that's another good one. Um, the stadium where. MLK, Stevenson, the Jaguars play. Um, is it Holliford Stadium? I think that's the biggest stadium in the state, by the way, as far as high school stadiums go. That would be a perfect venue. I saw some great state championship games or some playoff games there. I saw Lowndes beat Stevenson a few years back. You guys remember that? I think they beat them like 7 to nothing. It was on a Saturday night. Uh, I watched Tiff County beat MLK there. That's a stadium that you uh, get high enough in the stands, you can see Stone Mountain from there. Josh Stevens says it should always be neutral. Yes, it should. Stephen Tate, at least 22,000 people was at that game, and the coffee side people had to stand for the entire game in 2017 at Lee. Stephen, that's my point, brother. I mean, I wonder how many seats were not sold that they could have sold for that game. That's the problem you run into. With putting these games at one of the two te- uh, team sites. I've told this story before, by the way, and this goes back a ways. Charles Winslet took Tiff County to the Big Orange Jungle. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. <clears throat> Takes them to the Big Orange Jungle. You don't think they have a home field advantage? There's a reason they call it the Big Orange Jungle <laughs> at Parkview, okay? Because it gets crazy. And it did that night for the Tiff County Parkview Class 7A state title game. It was so bad that Charles Winslet would not even go up and and get the second-place trophy. He said, to heck with this. Let's get on the bus and let's get out of here. And that's a true story. So that's why... Again, real or not, perception is reality. That's why you don't have state title games in uh, participating team stadium. And I know I'm beating that to, to, to death, but just want to stress my point there. And I think I made it, didn't I? Trying to get some of these last few comments in before we leave. Sorry, Ms. Uh, producer, but we'll, we'll get out of here shortly. Who said we were going to stop in an hour anyway? All right, uh, last call, last chance, last call here for comments, guys. What you got? What do you think? <laughs> Wilbur Pelfrey says, yeah, a little unnerving when you have to walk through a metal detector to go into a high school stadium. Uh, yes. Adam Bell, enjoyed the show, Phil. Keep it up. Adam, thank you, brother, for those kind words. We're doing our best, my man. Absolutely. Can't do it without you guys, though, and all these great comments. Bruce Carter makes a pretty good point. Alabama and Wilbur Pelfrey, I know you were uh, using this same point. Alabama did theirs between Alabama and Auburn every other year, talking about the state title game, and they're now moving it to the new UAB Stadium. 
what is this? The Alabamas at the state championship, or is it independent schools for Alabama? Was it Troy University? They're now at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. By the way, uh, I called two games from the Crampton Bowl. Uh, Valwood games. They were season opener, by the way. Uh, let's see here. Josh Stevens, thank you for your time. Josh, no. Thank you for your time, my friend. We appreciate that. Uh, let's see here. Looking at boy, some great comments today. All right, guys, that's going to wrap us up on this Wednesday special, Wide Open Wednesday. You guys really brought it today, and I appreciate it. We're going to be back with you, I think, Monday, our next nearest show. So I hope you guys will tune in then as we'll go back to our normal schedule Monday, Tuesday. Hope you guys will see us on Monday. Bring your A game like you guys did today. Let's talk some high school football. So what if it's March? We can still love and enjoy all that is high school football here in the state of Georgia. And wherever you are, it's the beauty of the Internet. If you're in Alabama, Florida, let us hear from you. We'll talk about your state as well. Until next week, you guys have a great evening. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'm Phil Jones. You've been watching Extra Point with Phil Jones right here at ITG Next Georgia, your leader when it comes to high school sports. See you guys.